to connect. I swear to God, I'm probably one of the most unprepared people in the world for doing things that I'd like to do. So I, I've had this podcast idea for like a year now, and I'm just going to say fuck it and go for it. I mean, you either like it or you don't like it, right? Anyway, uh, my name's the Unimportant Canadian. Welcome to fucking lag. Um, I've been brewing this for a while and I'm as I said I'm just gonna go ahead with it so basically this podcast is gonna be a lot about gaming shit uh might have some of my friends on here and whatever but um so I've been doing YouTube on a very small level like 27 subscribers for a while now um I enjoy editing and stuff like that and I always have these video ideas right stuff I want to do all the time and I I love doing it. it. It's super fun. I, I, I genuinely enjoy editing editing videos. I'm not particularly great at it. I don't have particularly great ideas. But I am in love with um, writing scripts and breaking down video games and whatever else. And I was kind of going through some old shit today. And I found the best script <laughs> I have ever written. Uh... <laughs> We're going to go over a little bit of it because I don't even remember writing this. <laughs> this wasn't all that long ago. This was back in November, but I, <laughs> I was mad. Okay, so as we all know, a new Call of Duty comes out every fucking year. <laughs> it's just something that happens, right? It's a yearly thing at this point. We roll with it. Um, I bought Cold War. <laughs> And this was my review on it. And there are a few things in here. Like, normally when I write a script, like, I swear a lot in my normal, like, day-to-day uh, -day conversations. I swear like a sailor. It's just what I do. But um, <laughs> I don't normally write as much swear words into a script. I try to keep it, you know, kind of on the low end so I don't look like I'm, you know, completely fucked. But here we are. <clears throat> anyway, so... Uh, we're going to go over this script because it's not ever going to go into a video. This is so old at this point. Everybody knows it sucks. But we're going to go over to a few parts because I, <laughs> it made me laugh and I figured other people would possibly enjoy it. All right. So uh, it starts off. So I bought Cold War. Why, you ask? To see if maybe the meta was just... or Oh, my God. To see if maybe the beta was just a beta and that maybe they had changed some things. Nope. It's shit. Here's my review. <laughs> So already off to a good start. I normally don't do a, <laughs> an intro that quickly. Anyway, so now before we go into the review proper, I want to touch on something. Normally a sequel to a, a, a game or another game within the same franchise will improve or adapt. As you can tell, I didn't go over and proofread this. Um, will improve or adapt things from the previous game. Let's say, I don't know, the fucking engine or some mechanics. Not fucking Cold War. Not at all. And before I hear all this shit about how Modern Warfare was a terrible game, it was just a fucking camp fest. Suck my nuts, because Modern Warfare changed the fucking game in COD. They sold $600 million within its first three days of release, making it the highest selling game in the franchise during the current console generation and breaking several sales records. The only notable thing I can find on Cold War is that the PlayStation 4 version sold 84,475 physical copies within its first week on sale in Japan. That's it. <laughs> Like, I was just so salty. Okay, anyhow, uh, another year, another COD, blah, blah, blah. Let's get to it. <clears throat> uh, some visuals first off. Considering that this 
the, that the first thing your eyes see when you load into this game, uh, that doesn't flow very well, clearly. <laughs> From the load screen, it doesn't look that horrible, I suppose. But I have heard reviews on how Modern Warfare's color palette was terrible. Mind you, I'm colorblind. Not fully. I can still see shit, which, I mean, is true. Uh, and this game... Uh, and in this game, I can't see shit, meaning the color palette is pretty fucking bland. When everything blends in with everything, someone went ham with some neutral fucking colors. So this is basically going off. But one thing here is like, um, I think when people say this game looks pretty, it's some Stockholm Syndrome bullshit for paying 80 Canadian rubles for it and having to deal with this disaster for another fucking year. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. Uh, what's, what's the next one here? Uh... Oh, next, let's look at the menu options and UI of the game. Yes, apparently that is a thing. Seeing as Modern Warfare had implemented the gunsmith mechanic and streamlined it to be a decent thing to navigate, Cold War took that concept, went, nope, and yeeted all forms of common sense out the window. Listen, this game was so rushed that they couldn't even include a picture of your gun with attachments on it in the fucking loadout selection menu. It's bare bones model with five attachment blocks at the top to let you know that you have a couple things on it. That sucks. Menus aren't as streamlined as they should be in the UI in this game is at, le is at least familiar. Thank fuck for that. I, like, I was so... I don't remember writing this at all. Like, this is, like, a hidden gem I wrote for myself to find now, and I, I fucking love it. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the different modes you can play and break them down, shall we? I'm going to start with multiplayer and zombies first. That'll make sense later. In multiplayer, gone are layered maps with doors that can be closed and new routes to be found, and instead are three-lane maps that are devoid of all life or complexity. Simple maps with simple assets are what we are left with in multiplayer. Considering better maps came out with previous Black Ops games, it's pretty fucking awful. It's not, not wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, with amazing talent from Treyarch, it's, a, it's pretty fucking lackluster. Gunplay is boring as hell. The guns, not even shotguns, sound like they have a punch to them. Even raising some of the bass and lows in this in these sound bites would make the weapons feel beefier. No, instead, they make them. They make the congrats. You finally killed a guy without an MP5 noise, and that overshadows the gun sounds, which is poor audio mixing. Once again, amazing talent from Treyarch. Uh, speaking of the MP5, you no longer need any other weapon. Long range? Fuck snipers. MP5. Medium range? Who needs an M16 when you have an MP5? Close range? Well, of course, dumbass. That's what it was made for. <laughs> it still be a shotgun any time. Yes, the MP5 raids supreme in every core match you find. Uh, you want to have a better time with other guns, go fucking play hardcore. Which isn't all that bad, really. I can tolerate the hardcore lobbies. Um... So, quickfire things to speed this up. Yeah, sure. ADS is stupid fast. People are stupid fast. Stun grenades are the first tactical and are more spammable than nades. Uh, sniper rifles also ADS stupid fast without perks. The new guns, perks, and lethals aren't that great. The new tiers of score streaks suck. <laughs> wait, wait. That one needs to be talked about. <laughs> Remember a time when it took skill to get kill streaks? Well, that's gone. <laughs> Communism has taken over Cold War. Fittingly, I should add. And now anyone with anyone and everyone can unlock a gunship as long as they get enough points. Isn't that fucking dandy? No, it's a shit mechanic and killstreaks are fucking everywhere all the time. It's dumb. Fix your shit. <laughs> oh, this is good. <clears throat> Last point. Nuketown. Enough said. Oh, fuck me, man. This is good. The rest of it isn't as good, but they step a getting pit. Oh my fucking god. 
Oh, it's so fucking wonderful. Oh, I love I love finding random shit like this. <laughs> I was just going through some old files today to see what I had kicking around and uh, came up with this. And then I found my old podcast intro we used in this one. So I think it fucking it pans out all on its own, right? It's good. It's good stuff. Anyway, so we're just going to start off the podcast that way with an old script of mine I didn't even realize existed, which is fucking wonderful. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, as you can gather from that, Cold War is a shit game. I mean, we all knew that when it came out anyway. <clears throat> I think that's why I didn't do anything with that, because it just it made no sense to, to continue with it. But uh, anyway... So what else can we talk about? Well, actually, there's one thing recently uh, that I think is really, really cool. Um, so a friend of mine, Moody Bollocks, I play with him in a lot of my videos. Um, he's a friend of mine from Ireland. And, like, both him and I grew up with, you know, like, the same kind of games, right? We love fucking Gears of War. And we haven't touched Gears of War in so fucking long. Like, I think he played it a lot more recently than I did. The last time I touched Gears of War was when Gears of War 3 released. I played it, I beat it, and I was too addicted to Modern Warfare 3 at the time that I didn't even touch the multiplayer that much. So, um, we decided to both buy the Games Pass on PC where we could get Gears 4 and 5. And we decided... um, So, I work on weekends, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I get Monday to Thursday off. And luckily, he had one week off. So a couple weeks ago, we got together and we're like, fuck it. This week, we're (laughs) we're playing through these two games. And we did. We beat both of them. I think it took us all four days, but we did. We went through everything and it was fucking, it was awesome. I'm like, I miss co-op like that. I mean, I know it's not couch co-op and I much prefer couch co-op, but co-op in general, just with a friend, fucking around, finding shit, whatever. Oh, it's awesome. I recorded a lot of our gameplay for gears four and uh, holy fucking jesus christ gears four is the worst fucking pc port i've ever played it's horrible i mean from a gears game it's not that great as a gears game either though it really it's not it's not very good it (laughs) could have been way better but half the footage is basically either him or i going where the fuck are my frames (laughs) and that's, that's pretty much what it is so I'm actually going to cut that into a into a small video to throw up just, <laughs> just seeing it. <clears throat> I wish I'd recorded the, Ge- the Gears 5 gameplay, though, because we had a lot more fun with that. There was a lot of really good moments in there I wish I had recorded, but, yeah, whatever. Say la vie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to talk about Gears because there's a couple things that have popped up that, um, like, yeah. We'll go into them. So, fucking spoiler alert, I guess, before you continue on. If you're listening to this, if you want to fucking play Gears of War, go do it. Because I'm about to spoil Gears of War 4 and 5 for you. And at this point, I don't even fucking care. The newest one's two years old, so, you know, you had time. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so basically, Gears 4 is like, hey, we're introducing you to new people, right? There's new characters, because the, you know fucking the locusts are dead we don't have to worry about them anymore they're no longer a problem on earth or sarah sarah whoever the fuck you say it so i was like hey they're no longer an issue cool you know we're done with it we don't have to fucking do anything anymore and it's all you know lovely and whatever else so 
um, you're introduced to JD, Dell, and Kate, um, and another guy. I can't remember his name because he's insignificant in this beginning bit. And you're basically going into like a cog um, settlement that's being built, and you're to steal shit, I guess. Uh, I don't know, something or another. So you're going in there to steal shit, and you're fighting all these fucking robots. And that got really annoying really quickly, because that was like your most common enemy. There's the big robot that takes a lot more bullets than the little robots, and then there's the rolly robots. You can, like, boot fuck, and they'll die. And then there's an airplane that just keeps dropping these, like, really shitty loot boxes, because they're all full of angry robots. And it's just not a fun time. <laughs> and robots are a really annoying enemy, if you couldn't tell. So for the first, like, I'm going to say, like, half the fucking game is fighting these fucking robots. And then the other half is fighting the swarm, they call it, or new locusts that are a little different and a little more annoying. That's what they refer to it in the game as the swarm, not you know, grubs or whatever. I mean, when you find Marcus, it does. But anyway, fuck. Plot twist. JD's is Marcus's son. Surprise. We all knew that. Uh, the trailers gave that away. And then uh, Dell was a token black guy that went along with JD. Um, and they grew up together. And they're friends and stuff. And then Kate just happened to be part of the settlement thing. And or part of these outsiders that uh, Dell and JD go with, and then they fucking move on. Then you find Marcus, and you've pissed off the cog, and now the cog's trying to fucking kill you. And it turns out that JD and Dell used to belong to the cog, and they're like, you know, officers. They're both uh, lieutenants or lieutenants for us Commonwealth people, and they're trying to fucking, you know, <clears throat> I don't know survive <laughs> i guess they're <laughs> just trying to like steal shit from the cog and then it goes fucking crazy because you have to sit there and do a wave defense thing which was fun the first time yeah and it happens multiple times and it gets progressively less fun as you do it anyway the first time it was kind of all right it was whatever it was like horde mode in the storyline it was kind of cool and then uh that fucking ends and then at night you're fixing shit with the thing you stole from the cog and then the fucking new locusts show up and they steal a bunch of people and they kill a bunch of people from the settlement you're in or whatever the little fucking outsider settlement and then your story begins <laughs> so then you run over and you find marcus in his house and then the cog goes there and they fucking you know destroy his house and it's this big chase scene which was really fucking irritating um, that was another really boring part of that game. You're on a fucking motorcycle. I mean, getting to the motorcycle was kind of fun, right? It was that like classic Gears of War style shit that you would want. And it, it was a good time. But then you got on the motorcycle and it was just this horrible action sequence that did not need to be in the game. It was an over the top, like overcompensation for something else that could have been there. They could have escaped, and there could have been, like, a better mission in between when they escaped and when they got to said destination. Like, there was, yeah, it was just dumb. Anyway, <clears throat> we died a lot. There was a lot of trees and motorcycles and running over fucking robots and more robots and shitty loot boxes with robots. It was just a bad time. So <laughs> we fucking kept going, play through it. You're lagging everywhere. Your fucking frames are dying on you. It was a shit show. And then it's just like, oh, fucking surprise. 
<clears throat> Kate is holding a necklace that has the locust symbol on it. She's somehow attached to these fucks. And she is. Her mom is sucked into the locust thing, and it's the very last part of the mission, which I, might, I have to add here, okay? Weirdest spot to end a game on, okay? So one player plays as Kate, another one as Dell or JD, or no, yeah, yeah, something like that. It's like JD's played as one and then Kate. <clears throat> so you fucking wander into this place and you find Kate's mom because that's the whole point of the game is you're looking for Kate's mom. But then Marcus gets kidnapped. So then you stop looking for Kate's mom and you start looking for Marcus. And when you find Marcus, then you continue looking for Kate's mom and you find her. And she's like tentacle porned part of the Locust Empire now. And Kate kills her. Right. And <laughs> she's fuck walks out and she's sobbing and she's crying and blah, blah, blah. And then like the game ends. You're like, oh, OK, <laughs> that's a cliffhanger and a half. So that was Gears 4. And besides the frame drops and some of the really shitty sections, the dialogue was subpar. Overall, it was an okay game. It was a pretty shit Gears game, but it was an okay game. Um, but it wasn't necessary for Gears 5. And Gears 5, they did a hell of a lot better. There was no issues. Because Gears 4, right? Moody, he took over. He was host. And I figured... He was just having a rough time because his internet's shit and I'm connecting from Canada to fucking Ireland. And then he joined me and it was basically if you were host, it didn't matter where you were. If you were host and somebody else was there with an internet connection using you as host, it was just a really shitty time. Mind you, I was getting frame drops still when he was hosting and vice versa, but it was just a shitty time. Gears 5, on the other hand, ran like fucking butter. It was beautiful. Because <clears throat> ran like butter. It ran super smoothly. <laughs> butter doesn't run. It melts. Anyway, um, so it, it performed extremely fucking well. Gears 5 was like, uh, first off, gorgeous game. Um, definitely remind me of like old style gameplay. It was super well done. Really thoroughly enjoyed Gears 5. I do have some gripes with it, of course, because everybody always does. It's just kind of how it is, right? So the game, like, <clears throat> the first third of the game is linear, story-driven. The second third of the game is fucking... Well, I shouldn't even break it into thirds. The first two acts <laughs> are um, linear, story-driven. The next two acts are open-world-esque. And then the last act is linear story driven. Now I don't mind that. That's not horrible. When I plays when I plays when I play a gears game, I expect it to be linear and story driven. That just makes sense. That's what I'm used to. I'm there for a good story, and really mind numbing combat and blowing shit up and chainsawing people and whatever. Right. <clears throat> so that's what I'm there for, and it's fun. And I enjoy the original characters being in it along with new ones. I, I love that. I love that there's a connection between them, right? You've got Marcus and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plot twist, JD's Marcus's son. We already went over that. And I already said we knew... Never mind. <laughs> it's one. It's one thirty in the morning. Cut me some slack. Um, so, 
with JD and Marcus being kind of a thing and Dell's attached to both JD and Marcus. So there's kind of like history there. Kate's this new thing that got dragged into the cog. Um, and you eventually become, you know, a soldier or whatever within the cog as her. And, you know, that's cool, but she's got the connection with the locust. So that adds a whole fucking different aspect. And then, you know, there's Cole and Baird, they're still there and they're fucking awesome. And it's just great. It's a good mixture of old and new, right? It, it leaves kind of the old characters as kind of the back burner. They're like the backbone of the cog now. They're the ones that, you know, are helping shit. Like Baird was the one that built those fucking robots that were assholes in Gears 4. And now in Gears 5, they're your friends. Sometimes we'll get into that. And then um, Cole is just fucking Cole. He's just badass as hell. Still running around fucking shit up like a boss. Like, yeah, that's it. And then Marcus is same old Marcus, except he tried to be a farmer one time. So, um, yeah, go through Gears 5. The beginning of the game opens up, and it's fucking Kate having headaches and shit. And I was like, ah, great. She's going to turn into a fucking, um, she's going to turn into a locust bitch or whatever. She's going to be like the queen or whatever it is. Anyway, so the first bit of the game is she, her trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, but then, you know, JD is kind of a prick, right? We figure that out. And then Dell's this really nice guy. And there was a situation that happened when JD, Dell, and this guy, Foz, which I think we've seen before, um, Foz was around, and he fucking goes over and he's like, you know, uh, there was a settlement too and a massacre happened to civilians and it was JD they eventually revealed that it's JD who was the one that um, gave the order and Dell gets super pissed because it's like you know you're my best friend why wouldn't you tell me right so he feels like betrayed and then there's a the whole fucking thing and Kate for whatever reason goes and they kill another Carmine which I'm super pissed about for those of you who don't know, who haven't played the original trilogy, Carmine is the best character ever, and there's a mul multiple of them, okay? So first, Carmine got his recognition as being this noob in the first one who dies within about 30 minutes of the game opening, okay? And for whatever reason, people like myself were quite attached to this faceless man who had like three voice lines so they made him a bigger part in the second one uh or his brother sorry a bigger part in the second one so then we get second carmine second carmine was fucking awesome and he dies as well and then we've got third carmine which is jack tattooed carmine i can't remember his name uh they give you their names or whatever um but Tattoo Jacked Carmine is pretty badass, but uh, Gears of War 2's Carmine is, is the most badass. Gears of War 3's, you know, fucking Jack Tattooed Carmine survives, and he's in Gears 5, which is awesome. So we see him return. And I swear to fucking God, in Gears 4, there's one spot where it's Carmine, there's a Carmine in a tower, and the Carmine dies. So I'm pretty sure... A Carmine dies in every fucking Gears of War game except for three, which is weird. <laughs> so anyway, 
uh, and then Gears 5, they killed another one off, but it's not Jack tattooed Carmine. It's female Carmine or Dizzy, which I, th- I believe we've seen her in other games before as well. I just can't remember. She wasn't super iconic, but Carmine was iconic. But yeah, Dizzy dies because JD's an asshole and has the Hammer of Dawn activated after years of it being online. And the fucking Hammer of Dawn just goes rogue and starts killing shit. And there's a whole convoy of fucking uh, trucks and shit. And then they die. And it's this whole fucking thing. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, so I'm mad that Carmines have died. And then you're unsure at the end of the game if Jack tattooed Carmine survives or not. There's a few times in Gears 5 where you're confused if tattooed Jacked Carmine is alive or not. And he just kind of comes out of the woodwork. But anyway, um, I think they do that to pull at the original player's heartstrings there. Um, Anyway, uh, Gears 5, wonderful game. Um, The storyline was kind of neat. There is one part in it that kind of takes you by surprise. And I like that it takes you by surprise. It throws you into this fucking mix, right? You just, you're not, look, you're not prepared. So, turns out, Kate's mom is actually the new queen of the new locusts, right? So, that's bad, clearly. We've established that. That's horrible. We don't want that. So, um, what she... <laughs> Kate goes to a fucking place, figures out where her mom is, ends up killing, I don't know what the fuck he's called, if it's the patriarch or the matriarch, and I can't remember, because one thing's like, one thing is something that feminists yell at men, and the other is this gigantic angry berserker, and I'm unsure (laughs) which one's which, but anyway... Angry berserker is apparently the only attachment that Kate has with the rest of the locust shit. So Moody and I spent like an hour dying multiple times to this thing in order to kill it to sever the tie between Kate and the locust. So we did that. Well, it turns out mama's mad about the whole situation and she comes out of the fucking woodwork. Okay. She makes one appearance in this entire game. It's very brief. She pops out of the woodwork. She grabs JD and she grabs Dell. And then this fucking thing appears as the main player, which I was hosting this time around, so I was the main player. We get a choice. Kill Dell or kill JD. <clears throat> and this came out of nowhere because A, this bitch had no reason. Well, I guess she had a reason. I mean it is her daughter. So never mind. That point's out of the way. Very strange that in this particular moment, she just popped out of the woodwork and was just like, I have your friends. And then you're sitting there with like a throwing knife. It's like a Modern Warfare 2 situation, right? Where, you know, you've got to throw the fucking knife at one of them to save him. So you're left with this dilemma, right? You're staring at these two characters and you're like, what have I been through with these two characters? And you're like, oh, well, JD turned out to be a fucking asshole and killed a Carmine and Dell went with me on my life journey and we spent about 12 hours of gameplay together. So JD's dead. It wasn't a hard decision. I think I made it within like 30, you know, not even 30 seconds. I think I made it within like five seconds. I was just like, Oh, it's JD (laughs) dead. Right. It's a horrible time. And of course you have to go to Marcus. You have to tell him and like, 
I feel fucking bad now because we go to Marcus, right? You know, the lovable original character that you played as throughout fucking Gears 1 through 3. And now you're like, hey, dude, your kid's dead. Sorry, bro. And it's this unspoken scene, and it is, it is, you know, tough. So it's an unspoken scene, and he goes up. And Marcus, of course, asks, where's JD? And everybody's face is like, you know, the fucking normal movie scene bullshit, right? Where everyone gets quiet and kind of like put their heads down like, oh, I don't know. Like, you have you figured it out yet? You know? And, and he's just like, no. And goes over and you give him the dog tags and he sits there and he gets all whatever. And Dell goes up. And touches his shoulder and he fucking shrugs him off and kind of moves on. You're like, oh, God damn it. Like, that sucks. Like, poor fucking Marcus. The poor guy, man. He had he had a son. His wife had already died, Anya, from the original trilogy. She's fucking dead of some, I don't know, probably cancer or just natural causes. Or Marcus is really shitty at farming and she died of that. Or, like, it doesn't matter. He's lost everybody. Right? So Marcus is this lonely fucking asshole now. Who's just mad. But he's got a war going on, so he'll be distracted for the time being. Anyway, and that's and then you fight this gigantic fucking Kraken thing at the end. That's fucking, you know, crazy battle thing. And you're using this massive real gun. And that's like directly after. And then there's another kind of an emotional moment where uh, Marcus and kind of like brings everyone together to be like, okay, we survived. Like we can do this, right? Like we've, we've got the ability to do this. So, and then the game ends, right? Another cliffhanger. Obviously there's going to be a gear six. I'm super stoked for it. Right. We played through whatever. Anyway. <clears throat> so that's the story that took me a bajillion years to tell you. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to talk about some of the, 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 uh, game right so it's as, as i said the first two chap like two acts are uh linear story driven and then the next two acts are the open world stuff and the open world stuff was was okay and i'll give it a pass because it's the coalition's first time at attempting an open world game right they're kind of taking from what most popular people have seen and thrown in there and even Moody was talking about how he much he appreciated the first spot more than he did the second spot, and I agree with him in that. Um, so basically, your first two options, like your your open world options, are like Canada and um, Iraq. So there's a lot of snow and ice in the first one, and then there's a lot of sand in in the in the second one. So you've got you know Canada. And it doesn't really tell you where in the world they are. It's kind of just like, oh, it's th- this particular area. And it holds no significance. It's just there. So you're in a snow tundra thing. And you're going over there. And you are on a sled thing. And you go around. And it's not bad. I mean, there's some locations you can visit where you'll find some enemies and shit like that. But I wanted more of a... And that, that goes for both areas. Um, you know, there's like little towns and stuff. And there's like... Uh, in, in the tundra canada area there you've got like old mines and mining equipment that the locusts have taken over because they're trying to like get it started up again or whatever there's a few really cool areas there and then the same with the desert stuff there's a few cool areas as well 
the completely different, you know, speaking native population, which is kind of cool to see in a game where everyone was just jacked and in English. But so you, you meet all these people and everything's happening and it's kind of whatever. But the rest of the world outside of the small little spots you go to, it's very dead. It's very bland. There's not much that goes on. Um, the snow just made more sense for it to be kind of dull and bland. Whereas the sand had like a lot of these like cities and shit and different like buildings and stuff that were kind of like sandstorms whipped through and fucking got rid of. And it was like, well, there should be more of a population around or like there should be like little, um, you know, towns or just spots with random encounters that happen where you see like, you know, a few soldiers trying to survive and fight against the locust and it, you know, you can go in there and help them or not, like whatever one, right? There should be some something else that makes the world feel a little more alive. But for the first attempt, I'll give it to them. It wasn't half bad. It it really wasn't. It wasn't like super fucking horrible. It could have been way 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 worse. But anyway, so we beat this game. We're super fucking excited. You know, we're like, when the fuck is Gear 6 coming out? So, of course, we sit there and we look for Gear 6 on, on Google. And we're not going to find anything. Nothing's there. Why would we find anything? Right? Because it's not out yet. It hasn't even been announced. <clears throat> but I come across this article, which strangely was written two days prior to us, or at least published two days prior to us, playing or beating Gears 5, right? So you're like, hmm, that's kind of strange. And it read like this, so I had to click on it. I had to, all right? Oh, nicotine is wonderful. All right. The headline reads as this. Gear 6 needs to finally kill off Marcus Phoenix. And that car came to a screeching fucking halt. You know, passenger seat passenger whacked head off of fucking... Yeah, the the dash, like, fucking what? To move forward, Gears of War needs to leave the past behind. That's the, the sub, what do you call that? This It's not a subtitle. Maybe that would be technically what it is. Is a set. So there's the main headline. It's like a sub-headline. All right? And it's by this woman named Jade King. I don't know who the fuck Jade is. Moody did some research on her because I was bitching about this article when I read it. <laughs> Mind you, of course, it's game journalism, so you can't take it seriously, and it uh, doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. It's an opinion piece. Mind you, it's a controversial opinion piece, and it's got me talking about this fucking thing because I'm pissed off about it, all right? So she, she starts off with that. That's a, a bold statement. To throw out there. But I sat there and I was like, you know what? Maybe we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Why should we kill off Marcus Phoenix? All right. <clears throat> she proceeds to write. Marcus Phoenix should have died in Gears 4. The gruff protagonist, who is essentially a fridge with limbs, helmed the original trilogy. And you can't argue with that. He is a fridge with limbs. And I love that. That That is probably my most favorite part of this entire article is how... She described Marcus Phoenix, and I think it's fantastic. Um, and should have gracefully bowed out to allow a new ensemble of heroes to take the spotlight. Instead, he and his elderly mates... I love how she says elderly. Like, they're not super fucking ancient. They're, like, in their 50s, okay? It's not elderly at that point. 
right? It's not like they're geriatric men in armor being like, hey, guys, let's go fight the locusts together. I think I can still pick up my gun. You know, it's not that bad. They're, they're you know, they're young old people. Anyway, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> he and his elderly mates step out of the shadows and and stop the likes of J.D., Dell, and Kate from receiving the attention they truly deserved. With that being said, this person didn't clearly fucking, like, actually play the fucking games at all. Right? Immediately, I look at Jade King. She's a tit. That's that's what goes through my mind. You clearly didn't play the games, and, and, and that's just how it is. You've just read stuff, and you're like, I'm going to write stuff down. So, uh, it felt like the Coalition, which was the developers, were too afraid to abandon the past, uh, worried that existing fans would riot if Marcus Phoenix failed to don his headdress for another epic adventure. She doesn't say headdress, but I, I don't know how to fucking... Durag? Durag? Oh my god, it's Durag. I'm a fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I can read properly. It's a fucking do-rag. That's what that... I did not realize that that's how you spell do-rag. I've never had to read that word before. Anyway, <laughs> now we know. Uh, worried that ex <laughs> existing fans would riot if Marcus Phoenix failed to don the do-rag for another epic adventure. Fans got their wish, and I can't help but feel it has dragged the second trilogy down in a way it won't recover from, unless it finally decides to murder... Marcus Phoenix. Now, the whole thing is, okay, if Marcus had been dead in Gears 4, I would have been upset, and I'm a pretty hardcore fan of this series, right? Um, if, if he had died in 4, like, if we arrived at the house and he'd already been, like, ransacked and he'd be murdered and he was, like, on his way to his fucking vault or whatever and there was, like, a note or something that you would read or, or something like that, I would be more than okay with that. But the fact that he was there and he was actually a really good support character to these three characters, that's something that she totally completely missed. And we'll get into that in a few minutes. And then it goes on about the fucking... Uh, murdering JD or Dell, and everybody murders JD, and it's probably going to be canonical. Um, uh, just one line in here: his presence doesn't feel necessary. Neither does that of Cole or Baird, and I disagree with that as well. Right. So basically, what she's trying to get at is these characters are holding back the new characters. But what she doesn't understand is the fact that these characters existing within this universe currently between four and five is really good because Marcus, Cole, and Baird have already fought the Locusts. They are veterans, all right? And if you talk to military personnel, who do they look up to more, right? When they're in a combat situation, and this goes back a lot, right? We're talking Second World War. We're talking First World War. We're talking fucking Vietnam, so on and so forth, up to modern-day combat. The everyday private soldier will be looking up to their NCOs, their sergeants, right, as someone to go for because these people have been in the shit. They know what the fuck's going on, and they're more likely to keep you alive than the lieutenant or captain 
that has decided to just get graduate West Point or whatever fucking university in your country exists to house officers um, and, you know, try to lead troops through. And it's not to say some people don't do well, but a lot of them, or, or even NCOs do horribly, but they're a lot more respected, which... Marcus fucking Phoenix is a goddamn sergeant, and he fought in this fucking war for the time it started to the time it ended, for fuck's sakes, okay? This guy has been through everything. Frankly, him, Cole, and Baird were the ones that ended the initial fucking incursion. Without them, the war would probably still be going on. You know what I mean? All right, so you got these guys that, like, know what the fuck's going on. They know their shit. They are grizzled fucking veterans that have fought here, okay? And... They are massive support characters. They're basically telling JD and Dell and Kate to not fucking do certain things because that'll get you fucking killed. Right? They're supporting them throughout this whole fucking thing. Not not to mention a lot of the time, JD, Dell, and Kate, they do a lot of they base a lot of their fucking decisions off of emotions. Not logic. Emotions. Right? Where we saw some of that happen in the original trilogy and it got characters fucking killed. You know? Right? And that's the whole thing. Not to mention, Marcus is afraid of losing these people because these people are all he has left. All he has left for family is Cole, Baird, and fucking his son and Dell, right? That's it. That's all he's got left. His wife's dead. Dom died in fucking Gears of War 3. There's a lot that happened to this poor guy. And he is making decisions based on keeping people safe as best as possible. Mind you, the moment something pops up that's important, he's like the first fucking one on that shit. He's an extremely well-written character. These new characters are also quite well-written. They just need these support characters. Frankly, you've got Baird who's like fucking doing everything, right? He's the one that's created all these fucking robots, and he's the one that's dealing with all these new weapons and fucking everything else. Like, they're integral parts of Gears of War at this point. It is a new generation where these guys, in in her words, she basically wants them to step back, which they have done. They've stepped back into recurring roles. It's kind of interesting. Even when you're playing and Marcus is in your squad, Kate is the one giving orders. And Marcus is following them in their dialogue that's going back and forth. It's not Marcus going, okay, let's do this. It's Kate going, okay, let's do this. Right? And if something pops up that Kate says that Marcus doesn't like, he'll speak up. You actually see this in dialogue. It's really well written. And I wouldn't have noticed it if it wasn't for this stupid fucking article. There's another thing in here that'll piss off the uh, original people. I just gotta find it. Um, Where the hell is it? It's a, oh, she, fuck, I can't find it. Uh, Where the fuck is it? I don't know. She, she calls it a chainsaw gun. There it is right here. So basically this is her explaining. So this is out of context, but our heroes have a a lost, have lost a dear friend. So they're speaking about Marcus's death. So fast forwarding to a time when the morning has been done and they're ready to pick up their chainsaw guns to finish the fight would be far more palatable for shooter fans. Now for probably the vast majority of you, you'll read that. You'll hear that and be like, Oh, it's not even that big of a deal. No, it's a fucking Lancer motherfucker. That's what those guns are. Okay. Those 
battle rifles. Those assault rifles. Those fucking military weapons are called lancers. You fucking imbecile. And that's what they should be referred to. If you are talking about the legend himself, the fridge with limbs dying, you refer to those weapons as fucking lancers. I'm sick of it. <laughs> so that's my rant on this stupid fucking fluff piece <laughs> for Marcus Phoenix dying. Anyway, Jade King, you fucking suck. Do a better goddamn job. Like, do better research, man. Seriously. Like, actually play the fucking games. Don't just play, like, fucking, you know, two chapters in one act and think you know everything. You fuck off out of here. Mind you, as I said before, games journalism doesn't fucking matter. It's not a big deal. All right, so this episode's kind of, you know, sucked. <laughs> but whatever. I'm posting it anyway because, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I don't know. I found some old shit and talked about, bitched about fucking an article for half an hour and gave you a really horrible synopsis on Gears uh, 4 and 5. Um, yeah, so there you go. Anyway, I'm planning on doing a lot more with this podcast. This is kind of just like a feeler episode. See how I feel recording it, whatever else. Um, going to be editing it and so on and so forth. So um, with that being said, um, uh, I'm going to have different like guests on and stuff. I've got a few friends that stream, so it would be kind of neat to get them in. I want to plan on streaming soon. So when I do that, I'll start shouting my shit out on here because, you know, I'll self-plug whenever the fuck I can. And, uh, yeah, I'll get some good friends and stuff on here that I've got around. Just do, you know, just chat about stupid shit, video games, whatever. So, I mean, if I can ramble on for fucking three quarters of an hour, I imagine I can make, you know, an hour long episode or whatever, uh, or even longer than that with, you know, a friend just shooting the shit about whatever. So, um, anyway, yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. I appreciate it. And this is the end of episode numero uno. Um... I'm probably going to do these weekly, to be honest. Something, something like that. Maybe weekly. Maybe monthly. I don't know. You get them when you get them. <laughs> so it's going to be... Anyway, thank you very much for listening. I've been the Unimportant Canadian. Y'all have yourselves a good day, week, month, year. Whatever the fuck it is. Okay, yeah, boy. <laughs>